Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I Skype with actor, comedian, and composer Neil Ghosh. We talk about the importance of self-acceptance, connecting to your breath, being gentle on yourself, finding balance, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Neil Ghosh. Hey, Neil. Hey, what's up, Rebecca? How are Hi. you? Hi. Uh, I'm good. It's good to see you. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh, my gosh. So good to see you. I, I don't think we've ever really had like a, a sit-down conversation. No. So I'm really excited you asked me to do this. I feel like we only know each other through comedy and therein lies lots of bits uh but perhaps not a lot of full in-depth conversations or maybe they are i'm just not privy to them um so i'm i'm super pumped to have you um okay so usually the first question that i ask is what does confidence mean to you um for example somebody said curiosity or perseverance or confidence is failing and then doing it again so when you think of confidence, is there something that you think of? Um, confidence is, is fleeting. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think the trick to it is, is figuring out how to create kind of a baseline for yourself in order to get to that fleeting kind of state of confidence. You know, it's a state of being. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I necessarily just like have it in me, but it's something I have to work on pretty consistently. How, what do you do to work on it? Like, is there anything specific you do? Yeah, I mean, I, so for me personally, I, I work best when like I'm calm and at peace. And I know a lot of really amazing, funny people that love like chaos and like uh, almost rage is like what gets them going. So, you know, I mean, really basic stuff like meditating and doing yoga a few times a week. And um, I mean, that may be basic, but like, that's not everybody doesn't do that. Like, I know quite a true. few people who don't meditate and they don't move their body in a certain way multiple times a week like you do in yoga. So like, I don't know, that says that says a lot. That's like creating that baseline, I guess, that you're talking about. Yeah, I guess I guess basic in the sense that it's like it's free and like super available to to everyone. Um, That's a really good. But point. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I guess it's um, as a part of my routine now. It's like a basic thing. But yeah, I, that was actually pandemic was like such a big. Um, I was like, I know this is going to be really bad. So I need to give myself like a space. So it's like I do yoga over Zoom with like a with a teacher, and that's saved me. I think really? in a lot of ways. Yeah, it just, um, you know, I mean, mind body connection, and then you add a spiritual element to it, like whatever that is, whatever that looks like, um, and you know, like you can always come back to that. I my first few years doing comedy it was so and it i mean comedy is so competitive 
you know, like especially in LA and, you know, you can get lost in that and it, it can really like fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And I know that was like a big struggle for me. And so now it's like, okay, well now I, I have like, you know, this baseline that I can come back to and that's where I, I can have some peace. So like whatever happens elsewhere, I, I always have this like nice kind of thing to come back to. And not something new that you started when COVID happened or have you had that practice prior to? Um, I've had, so my dad, he like started us on yoga when we were like 12. Oh, wow. And I, I hated it though, because I was 12. <laughs> like I didn't understand. Yeah, I was like trying to, I don't even know what, like play hide and seek. I don't even yeah. know, what was I doing at 12? Um, I just wanted to like run outside. Right, with, with your friends. And, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was in my life, but I didn't really understand its impact. And then I'd say when I was 22 or 20, I was transferring colleges. And that summer I really started to um, just more intentionally do yoga and meditation and like, oh man. Yeah, it, it's really just helped quite a bit. And I've gone away from it. And in pandemic, I really tried to come back to it with like a, a vigor. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super normal and common for like, <clears throat> whether it's yoga or another physical activity or, or spiritual practice, like there's ebbs and flows just like there uh-huh. are in life. So like I, I certainly, that resonates with me of being like, super into mind body and then pulling away from it for a little bit and then going right. back into it and mm-hmm. i think the pandemic really forced us to go inward obviously because there's nothing else to do so <laughs> you have to go inside you it's have the to. law <laughs> uh okay so then were you are do you consider yourself a confident person now today i feel more confident um you know i i <laughs> I could, I could, I could like know when I'll, I'll do like four or five weeks feeling productive, feeling confident. And then I'll just have like a 10 day and it's just my brain. I, and it happens so consistently. Like I just know it's coming. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on a, I'm on an up as we speak right now. Yeah. Um, so I feel good and confident today. But I wonder if that's like, you know that about yourself. And Mm -hmm. so you can probably like sense, like you said, you sense you're on an upward, but you know, there's going to be a down, but like, was there a point where you didn't recognize this as a pattern? Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, and you know, uh, when you, when you, you know, I'll, I'll, I would just, it would just happen to me and I wouldn't know why. And then you, you start looking at it like external factors, like, oh, well, because this person said this to me and well, I bombed at the show right. or whatever. And like, no, it's never any of that. At least for me, it's never any of that. It's like, what, how, how am I internally? How am I tending I, to my to my garden inside or whatever the heck? Yeah, yeah, no, but that's so true. It's like, and I've talked about that in therapy before, like this external locus of control versus this internal locus of control where it's like mm. you in the moment are blaming X, Y, and Z externally but it's really like what's going on inside but the fact that you noticed that it was a pattern 
is huge because I'm sure a lot of people go their entire lives being like, well, why is, why am I up and then down? Or why am I confident and then not? And like not even realizing it. And now it's like you can anticipate it. And then like, I don't want to say prepare, but like, you know how to deal with the ups and the downs better perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, being able to recognize it and then the next step is like, and it's so funny how this does kind of tie into improv like being able to recognize a pattern and then knowing what to do with that pattern, you know, but um, totally. it, it's recognizing it and, and then um, knowing to, instead of like uh, internalizing, like why is this happening? Just internalizing, being gentle to yourself and like, it's okay. I, I'll do, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just writing down oh. what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, like, I'll do this thing where if I have like a internal spiral of like just negative talk, I, I'll always kind of step back and be like, would you ever say this to a friend, you know, and nine times out of 10, you wouldn't, you know, uh, and that that's really helpful to me. And um, I, I have a, a buddy of mine who's a stand up. He, he works the opposite way. Like that uh, kind of like the negative kind of thing, it like fuels him. And I just don't work like that. Um, yeah. But I, like, like I said, I know a lot of people do. Well, it's like, it's, but that's a part of it too, right? It's like knowing yourself and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But like that, so, that takes mindfulness, right? You have to first like be like, oh, this is something I'm interested in learning about and then go further and be like, okay, well, what's helpful for me? What's not helpful for me? And like just yeah. acknowledging it is, is such a hard thing that people don't always do yeah because you have you have this idea of what you are <laughs> what you're supposed to be and maybe that's not it and it's okay like yeah. maybe you're not supposed to be like sam kinnison when you go on stage yeah. and screaming at everybody and, and that's totally fine like because at the end of the day what works is you right mm. as long as you're being authentic that is what has always worked um in in feel like anything so true you know? so just kind of accepting accepting yourself Ooh, um, and it's hard it's, it's so hard. hard it's so hard <laughs> you know yourself is a piece of shit yeah sometimes what we you mean know? is you're real trash <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you're going to taco bell at 2 a.m you're a trash you're person trash. <laughs> you totally. were you were you a confident kid now that you're speaking of like a father who uh, taught you yoga practice, um, mm. I'm interested in like finding out where are you confident kid or what what were you like as a kid? Oh, that's an interesting question. I I, I stopped my therapy, so this is really good. <laughs> These are good questions to answer. Um, Wait, why'd you stop your therapy? Expensive? I mean, yeah, it was it was the price was secondary. The first thing that like triggered it was. I was doing, I did about like four or five months of sessions and it was fine. And after about four months, I was like, Hey, is there anything you would like maybe diagnose me with, uh, you know, something yeah. I can work on. And she was like, no, I think, I think it's entirely voluntarily voluntary for you to come to therapy. And I was like, all right, well, it's not worth the money then if I'm just volunteering, yeah. like, I, I don't know, you yeah. would pay to volunteer somewhere. So that's why I stopped. It was a great therapist. 
yada yada but also you know maybe mm -hmm. it's like what you were talking about with yoga and meditation like ebbs and flows and like maybe right now you feel like you're getting the mental stability that you need through your own physical and mental practice and that you don't need a therapist right now but maybe later you'll come back to it yeah yeah entirely entirely that's a really good point um but as a okay so as a kid um I would say like I, I was confident in the sense that I like performed a lot like I was whatever that means like confidence wise but socially and like as a person outside of that like I wouldn't say I was I was pretty anxiety driven like really? heavily heavily anxiety driven yeah where did that where do you think how did that like start where does that begin anxiety um, or have you just always been that way I mean there's a lot of bits to it I mean being being in Iowa I think it's like a big thing and just being other you know I mean just from like as, as soon as you can know things and identify differences in people, you're like immediately different. I mean, that causes some anxiety. Um, I, ancestral trauma. I mean, we got to yeah. shout out ancestral trauma yeah. one time. Um, and, you know, I, I just didn't really know who I was. I think I was trying to be who I was supposed to be, like supposed to be a thing, as opposed to just being comfortable with who I was naturally. Yeah. So like Iowa being what, super white and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you didn't, you didn't feel like you fit in and probably more than that, there was some like racism involved in that. I don't know anything about Iowa. So like, I can't. That's so fair. <laughs> so fair. Um, Ashton Kutcher went to my high school and oh, wow, okay. uh we have fried butter at the state fair those okay. are kind of the two main things you need to know um <laughs> i was talking to somebody who went to uni- university of I- iowa it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. good ride great school. school or something it's like one of the best writing schools in the world yeah 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 okay so that's Crazy. what i know about iowa but i didn't realize okay. i i don't know the complete state and it sounds like there's a lot of work that needs to be done in iowa yeah, I mean, the, the place, the city that I grew up in, Cedar Rapids, was like, it was the the liberal side of a generally right-leaning, hmm. like, area. Okay. So you had a lot of kind of, like, subtle, just subtle kind of, like, racist stuff, mm. you know? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, well, I don't want to, like, re-traumatize you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, but it, I, I don't want to make it seem like the people had pitchforks and they were like coming to our house and telling us to leave and all this stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, some people wanted our family to leave and they vocalized that to my parents, but wow, it it wasn't like a day to day, like, you know, like a movie or something. No, but still, that's, that's, that's huge. The fact that somebody yeah. said that to your family is, yeah, is wild, right? That's so wild. And that's like, I can imagine during like growing up already like we're like young kids and we don't we're we don't know what our body is capable of or our, we don't know our friends yet and we're just trying to fit in and our hormones are crazy and then on top of it is this layer of fucking racism like <laughs> how do you fucking how are you expected to be able to deal with that as a kid you know or as an adult anybody right right right, right. yeah you can't 
you, I mean, it, it's an insane expectation to, to just figure it out. Um, and so you maybe attribute some of that anxiety to being in like this racist state culture uh, country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I just want to be clear. It's not like, it wasn't like actively racist, you know, but people are so confined to their worlds, you know, and you become small minded when that happens. And so when something comes that's uh, like that, that's from the outside, you're afraid of it. And then, yeah. And then you add all the things of like, you know, uh, reinforcing negative stereotypes and like media and then consuming that and then seeing, you know, oh, I see a brown person. Well, I have X, Y, Z to think about because Shepard Smith told me. And, you know, it's like, I, they're not bad people. I just, they're not bad people. I think it's just like a lack of exposure. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I think that was like a big reason why I struggled um, because, you, you know, you, you internalize all that because I'm not gonna, what am I gonna fight people? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tickle them like there's no way that I can physically try to assert myself mm -hmm. so that was a big reason why performance was so helpful because it was like okay well it's kind of you know if we're playing in jazz band it's all equal here mm -hmm. you know um so yeah uh, it was a very long-winded answer to your question no 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 that's what this podcast is about uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so then what what are some of the qualities that your parents, I guess I don't know your family dynamic and like who you grew up with. Do you have, did you have siblings or what, who did you grow up with? Yeah. I have one older sister. Okay. Um, she's two and a half years older than me. And then my mom, and my dad and see my dad, he was a, he's a doctor in town, um, a cancer doctor. So he could, you know, he's done such a good job and that's been really helpful to, you know, um, the community knowing him through that um and then my mom took care of me and my sister growing up and now she's on youtube all the time like she has YouTube a youtube videos. channel or she watches no YouTube? i wish dude that would be awesome that i really thought awesome. you meant she has a youtube channel i was like <laughs> she's blowing up yeah <laughs> I don't even know. It would be about her watching YouTube. Like it would be like, you know, like review videos. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> okay, so then what, did your parents instill any sort of confidence in you or like what qualities were they like, hey, Neil, these are important qualities to have as a human? Hmm. So I think my both my parents have always kind of uh, tried to instill like, um, being thoughtful and mm -hmm. being open-minded and empathetic and generous um uh, but i would say my my mom as an indian woman has like there's a lot of like superstitions in the culture so there was a lot of like growing up like no you can't go out tonight because it's like it's this thursday and the thursday is like the 13th and so that's like you know it's like all these superstitions that, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of those, and every Indian mom has their own set. Like, there's no, it's not a standard thing. Yeah. But 
everybody's got so she had a bunch of superstitions and a lot of kind of like look over your shoulder kind of shit like you know like okay this this person maybe isn't like so I remember growing up that was that was another big kind of like different I just felt so kind of different and a little bit embarrassed almost by that stuff because you're like Alex's mom isn't doing that mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's like um yeah you, you, especially as a kid on. yeah 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 and now it's like that's so it's so like unique and funny that she was like that it's so cool as you say like to me as someone who like didn't know that that was um a, a thing I'm like what a rad chick like that's <laughs> she's a badass yeah, yeah. Uh, badass. uh and then it's just another thing is like changing your perspective on things it's like as a kid maybe you were embarrassed but now as an adult you're like oh she's like fucking cool yeah yeah totally you know i mean uh man that's so interesting um and then you so how did i'm still interested in like this yoga as a kid sure and what was there like a mindfulness aspect that was taught along with the yoga or was it just simply a physical practice or was it also a spiritual practice then? And, yeah. and now how, how is that for you? Yoga? Oh, that's a great question. It's a great question. Um, so uh, the yoga that we do, it's called tri yoga and it's like a combination of, what is it? Hatha, vinyasa, whatever the three kind of main ones are it's a combination and it's like the the main focus is it being breath oriented so you're moving with your breath it's not it's less of like a i mean like out here yoga is insane it's like it's like a hip-hop yoga in like 250 degrees yeah you know it's like just this intense workout and you're about to pass out It's, it's none of that it's very gentle it's very like flowing and um it's all oriented with your breath and trying to connect, you know, movement with your breath. Right. Right. And um, the spiritual aspect from it is, I think comes from, you know, both my parents are, are Hindus. So they grew up, my mom would do puja all the time, which is like a, you know, daily kind of like prayer ritual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that kind of stuff was always in and around my life. Um, didn't necessarily identify strongly with it Um, but the last two years I've done like a lot more reading on like old swamis and stuff like Swami Vivekananda uh, some Sufi Islam like philosophy and it's really resonated with me in a way and I was like oh this has been it the entire time wow yeah it's really like um it sounds kind of corny but it's like it's just really like oh that's profound. There's something greater yeah yeah so and, wait um, so what do you identify with a particular religion now or just in spiritual in general yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's like particularly um i would say it's like probably a combination of like hindu buddhist uh Sufi Islam thing has been a real trip for me as of late. Um, th- I think it's, you know, but uh, the same the same things are in Christianity, they're in Islam, it's, it's in everything, you know, just kind of these basic ideas of, of how to live correctly. And, and you know. but I can, has, 
this new sort of um, redefining spirituality and religion that you're sort of talking about this like enlightenment or profoundness or whatever word you wanted to use to describe it has that at all like given you any sort of confidence as a person or how has that how has that changed you or caused growth and evolution in you yeah um I think it's given me a ton of confidence Mm -hmm. um and you know I I, I do think like, I think the, the idea of a divine thing is, the idea of it is created by man. Like, I think we made the idea, but the idea is this thing, this, this being that's so kind of uh, gracious and kind and all loving. And that's the idea for me is like, okay, well, how do I try to live that way as a, as a, as a human? Mm-hmm. you know and so i'm not like there's a guy in the sky and he's he's you know he's he's pulling all the strings it's it's nothing like that it's just kind of understanding that the the connection that we all have together that you know as humans and that is that's the that's the divine right there that's it it's like you know having that um i mean you i'm sure you've been you've been on you know on stage doing a great set and and you, you're just in this flow. It's kind of unspeakable what's happening, right? Totally. To me, that's it. You know, like, it, you know, um, even, even uh, just kind of sitting with, with somebody that you really love and you can just kind of feel that, that, that energy. Like, that's, yeah. I feel like that's, that's kind of the, the crux of it. So I, I think it's given me a lot of confidence just because, I, I don't know, it just feels less kind of like, on me entirely mm-hmm. like it, it's on me and it's on the things that are around me my environment and how I kind of reverberate those things back out yeah that's you huge know. it's like connecting I heard this phrase I, I I'm saying I heard this phrase and what I actually mean is my therapist told me this uh, <laughs> <laughs> connecting to the in, oh my god connecting to the divine through the embodied um Ooh. So Ooh. like, yeah, so like, isn't, yeah. isn't that great? Like connecting awesome. to this, like, whatever, if you want to believe universe, otherworldly energy, God, however you want to explain it, but through each other, yeah, AKA the embodied. And I was like, that sentence like really resonated with me. That's got to replace live, laugh, love. It, I, I <laughs> think so too. And I don't know who to talk to about it. Um, <laughs> Marshall's? TJ yeah. Maxx? I don't know. Who who has the most live, laugh, love signs? Somebody in <clears throat> Iowa, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll make some calls. <laughs> um, okay, so then you spent high school in Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. what happened? You Did you graduate high school? Yeah, and yeah, then, K through 12, yep. Okay, um, and then what happened? Where'd you go? What'd you do? I, okay. So this is... Um, this is 20 uh, to high school. Okay, so I went to USC out here. Got it. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting emails. Can you hear these? Uh-uh. I don't know why. Okay, great. Um, Look, congratulations. That's fun. Oh, no, it's from Men's Warehouse. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's all, they just are sending them every minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I just got another one from Marshalls, and they've rejected our, our live, laugh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. 
Damn Marshalls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went to USC for uh, two years. I went for jazz studies uh, for saxophone. And that was, it was not a great time uh, for me. It, well, uh, there's a few things. I mean, one, I think it, okay. I think there's, I mean, A, there was the, the culture shock of like coming from Iowa to LA and like LA kids. Where, where are you from? I'm from Florida. You're from Florida. Okay. So probably yeah, worse LA... than Iowa, maybe potentially <laughs> not to compare. Since we're in Florida. We're in Florida. I was Tampa? born in Miami, but I grew up in Jacksonville, which is essentially oh, okay. the South. It's uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right on the, uh, uh-huh, like it's right that on the cusp GPB, of right? yeah. Georgia and Florida. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Good times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah when, uh, so there was a, there was a culture shock you know it's like la kids particularly usc is like it's such an intense um like bro alpha culture um i that... relate to this so much i oh, graduated yeah. college a year early because i hated it because of that exact reason i went to university yeah. of florida uf which is like a really oh big like what that's shocking. Go Gators, yeah. yeah no. You you know just, them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I went to Gainesville to do an improv show once. Oh, really? Was it really broy? It was. Yeah. It so, was. You, so you know a little bit what I'm talking about. But it was very <laughs> Greek, um, like you know, fraternity and sorority, and obviously a very sports heavy school. Mm-hmm. And I was not that. I had like black and white hair. And I tried really hard to fit in, but I like couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And so uh, I hated it. And I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. For so sure. so yeah. I graduated a year early. And I was like, I hate it. So I relate to this feeling that you began to talk about before I interrupted you about no, like of no. um, uh, school being broy. <laughs> well, first of all, good for you for like getting out. Yeah. You know, like knowing that it was troubling you and taking steps to you know, alleviate yourself of that situation. Uh, well, it took a lot, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- that culture, um, the the jazz program at, at USC is incredible. Um, I just I just had a really tough time with um, my ego of coming from Iowa, being a big fish in a small pond, so to speak, and then going out to a place where everybody was a big fish in maybe bigger ponds. And so having to deal with that, um my uh you know i had a relationship that was tried to do the long it, it didn't go right and so there's all these things and then the cherry on top was usc my my freshman year i lived on the fifth floor of this they have like a tower of um dorms mm-hmm. and they usc has like this brick like uh kind of perimeter around its campus yeah. and then there was some people i guess that came on campus that weren't supposed to so that year and i believe they've taken them down but they put barbed wire along like the whole perimeter so it was like just this constant reminder of my like depression to just like look out the window and just see like barbed wire and then having to just deal with that um, holy shit that seems a little intense it is a little intense um but you know also like i could have easily not observed that but for some reason i did uh, yeah so so 
And then in my second year, it didn't get much better. I stopped playing music entirely. And wow, you know, that's wasn't... that's a huge thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was tough. I was again. It was like trying to, you know, I jumped into another relationship really quickly, and that was long distance. That didn't work out, and like it was just trying to like, oh, maybe it'll be an external thing that'll save me. You know, like put it in somebody else's hands or put it into a different thing and uh it just wasn't it and there was family stuff that had happened Mm -hmm. um and so it just all the things it just wasn't it was bad timing that everything like just didn't feel right didn't feel like myself um did like was music is i mean you still make music to this day so I'm assuming music is something that you love. Was it hard letting go of something that you love or was it just for a short period of time that you stopped or jazz yeah. specifically and not other forms of music? Mm, I mean, uh, yeah, music's everything. Um, I, I, yeah, I definitely just stopped for that year. I mean, in yeah. hindsight, it's not a long time, right. but at the time it was like, I'm, this, I'm never doing this again. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> um so you know it was I'm, I'm glad i didn't stick to that yeah um, was the was it just like really competitive is like a toxically competitive environment yeah i mean for me it again like it, it is it is kind of like how i projected myself onto it like i'm sure no one was actively competitive or anything but i was making it so um and uh, so I just assumed everybody was feeling this type of way. And uh, my, the, the guy that I took lessons from would just like tell me I sucked every week. And I was like, dude, this sucks. Like whatever we're doing sucks. Like I'm practicing a lot, you know. And, uh, That's just a shit oh, teacher. Yeah. No, he, he was trash. Like I think, there, I think there probably was a competitive. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't fucking there. But it, I, I'm sure it's a college. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's a college level music program. I'm sure there was a level of competition there. Um, and it's similar like with theater school too. It just depends on like, you know, your specific teacher and where you go. And, you know, I guess yeah. that's, I guess that's any, any, any sort of field, but it feels like the arts is, I don't know. It's, it's its own specific thing. Yeah. Cause it's a competition. It's like, you know, to make the best art, you have to be kind of, you have to really expose yourself, be really vulnerable. Oh, yeah. And, like, when that turns into a competitive thing, and it's, like, yeah, I mean, just, it just hurts you so much more. Yeah, and know? I think, like, if you're going to a school, if you're learning, that shouldn't, I don't, well, this is just right. my personal belief, but I don't think that that fucking, that competitiveness or that, like, you're not good enough or that, what's that movie with the dude and the drummer, the drummer dude? Whiplash, yeah. yeah. Was it like that at all? I mean, kind of. I mean, that That's that guy was ex- fucking intense. It's an exaggeration, yeah, yeah, but exaggeration. Yeah, 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 a little bit. But it's I just a little don't bit like think that. that that should be... I don't think there's a place for that in education. I think, like, let people yeah. experience that, like, competitive fucking hardness once they graduate schooling and they have to go into the real world because that's already mm-hmm. there. So like, right. I'm much more like of the mind of like nurturing a love of something in school versus like fucking 
like beating you down with your negativity. I mean, that's, that's really interesting to bring that up because that's like how music is taught and, it, and it's just, there's good and bad to it. The bad side of it is kind of what, what you're saying is like music is taught in a way where you are constantly trying to be better. Like it, it's, um, what chair are you? Did, did you get first part or second part? What like book of technique are you on? Do, how many all districts do you have? Unless like these are the things that make you a musician, not like, holy shit, we get a, we get to connect and make music together. That's insane. That's, that should be the driving focus. Totally. That's the bad side of it, you know, but the good side of it is, and this is the only good side I can think of is like, you know, you just put in a bunch of hours doing a thing. Yeah, that's true. So, so you did two years at USC and yes, then yes, you yes. La- you left or what what, what happened? I left. After that? I transferred transferred to Emory in Atlanta. Oh wow. <clears throat> hmm And uh study film there and that was actually where improv was introduced. Oh, so you switched imp- majors. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's big. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was it was I mean it was it was a twofold decision. I I had like uh a, a somebody that I was dating that I wanted to be with. And I also just needed to leave USC for my own brain. So I was like, you know, it's all good. Um, Because I was also thinking at the time that like comedy was something I really wanted to try. And so Emory was super great because we had an improv troupe and it was, there was no like, what level are you at? I took a groundlings class before I left. And I mean, that place is nuts like as far as competitive nature like yeah i've never taken a class i've only talked to people who have gone through the program and it's they they get i mean they get heartbroken brutal brutal you can you can put years in and then you're cut and you're cut you're done no more no more chance at that school or that theater yeah so nuts um so this was great because it was just like there's a bunch of college students that would get together at 10 p.m. on like Mondays and just goof around for two hours you know and like we did shows in front of students and the students loved it and like that was such a wholesome like beautiful way I think to start and appreciate improv and um, there's a great improv theater down there dad's garage and we started doing some stuff there and um, got back into music you know at this place that didn't have such a great program but the teachers that were there were very like you know it was kind of what you're talking about just more nurturing Mm -hmm. it's a more nurturing environment the um the the exact moment i remember like music kind of clicking for me was um we were in this we're in this quartet rehearsal we're rehearsing um i forget the song but uh the professor comes in and he's he's like this 300 pound dude from new orleans you know uh and he's a just killer piano player right so he comes in it's kind of just we play the song he's like okay that's good and he sits down at the piano he's like okay put the music away uh let's all think of the color blue and then he just lays down the juiciest chord and i was like oh my god that's it it's it's supposed to be this connection you know of kind of uh, the abstract and not so much like what's on the paper and how do i play the right scale and how do i you know in, in improv is like what's the right game move it's like well no just just be 
be there. Think of kind of a more of like an emotional tone, you yeah. know? So it was such a great time, you know? Wow, was, what a stark yeah. transition. What yeah, a stark difference between your first two and your second two or however long you were at Emory. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, two years, two more years, yeah. I, I mean, and like I said, in between that, that summer was when, you know, the meditation and mindfulness and kind of like, you know, the biggest thing about meditation is you have to sit with yourself, <laughs> you know? So at a certain time, you you have to just kind of accept whatever it is that you are that internal thing that you know when you close your eyes and you know when people say don't think of anything when you meditate that that's impossible you know it's truly impossible i don't understand that but it's like it's about observing and just accepting what is what it is that you're thinking and it's that kind of acceptance and you know i I think that's probably what's built the most confidence is probably that acceptance just self-acceptance yeah 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 i mean I meditate as well, and I know a lot of people think that, um, that, and I don't know, do you, I don't use, like, any app or anything like that. It's the worst thing that's happened in meditation, in my opinion. Oh, I would love to hear you speak on it. I don't use it because I was like, well, now I'm more in my head. Now I'm doing it wrong. You're telling me to do something, and I can't do it, and now I'm wrong. Like, it was, like, so not helpful for me. Um, I would love to hear your, but I would love to hear your take on it though. Oh man. I mean, I just, you know, it just inherently makes no sense to, to ask yourself to, to rid yourself of distraction using the thing that gives us the most distraction in our lives. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And like, I think there is something to be said about, I'm not saying guided meditation is wrong. I, I think it is good to use it maybe as like a starter pack or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. to learn. But at a certain point, you've got to put that away and and uh, figure out your own timing, your own breath. Because if you have some British dude whispering to you, you know, like the pace at which you breathe, it's like, well, maybe I don't breathe like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, That's like uh, a... I'm a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you... Um do any specific type of meditation um no no what i what i'll do is uh like if i if i have like a day where i can't really just kind of sit and like let's say i have a day where i have a day like today where it's like i have a few things to do i'll set a timer 15 20 minutes 10 minutes five minutes how much time you you have that day and um i'll start with uh breathing exercises just to get you in the right kind of state. And then from there, it's just kind of just let your, let your mind go where it needs to go. Yeah. I feel like people, people might be scared of meditation because it's like, they think it's a complicated thing or it's something that they've Mm -hmm. never done before, but you can really just sit in silence for 10 minutes and that can Mm -hmm. be your meditation. Yeah. It doesn't need to follow a specific uh like recipe no the, the only recipe is is your two lungs and and your your breath that's it that's yeah. the recipe follow that yeah uh, but there are nice like you know like um a really simple one is like uh inhale to outhale ratio like one to two okay so you say you inhale for three seconds and you exhale for six seconds okay that's like a really good place to start and then there's a bunch of other like certain mudras you can do with your fingers and 
ways to breathe that is specific knowledge. It, it goes pretty deep, but the most basic thing is, is just, you know, breathe in two seconds, exhale four seconds. And um, that's, that's usually where I start. And, um, and I think the reason it gets complicated or scary is, is, is that you're, you're, uh, you're alone. <laughs> One thousand percent. Right. It's, it's 1, probably less. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably less like the, the mechanics of it and more just like the, oh my God, that this is me. Here's my internal monologue. Oh my God. Oh my God. No what if I don't like it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's the, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn to love and accept yourself for that shit. I think some horrible shit all the time, <laughs> you know, and like, I, I could beat myself up over it or I can just be like, okay, that's a thought. Here's the thought. And it's, and it's going away. Yeah. Okay, we're great. not, we are not our thoughts, our thoughts, yes. our thoughts, they come and they go, but like mm-hmm. our thoughts do not define us. And right. I say that from right now, a moderately stable place. If I was in yeah. a thought spiral, I probably would be like, fuck you. I am my <laughs> thoughts. This is the only thing I can think of. This is me. This is defining me. Um, but right yeah. now that I'm in a place above that, or maybe not yes. above that, just away from it, um, yes. I can say we are not our thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Entirely. And and who knows, maybe when the pandemic is over and things kind of shift back to normal, we'll all turn into uh, horrible people again. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> um okay so you went to oh wait no are you about to say something i was well okay the 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 fleeting thing right um thoughts we're not our thoughts we're also not our emotions which um which i think is interesting about confidence um that that is also fleeting you know so it's um especially with performance and the episode you had with 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 oscar um there was this i think this conversation about kind of like the mechanics of like contriving or kind of creating a confident self mm-hmm. and that was so interesting to me because it's like you kind of have to do that um because it's not like a it's not a it's not a permanent state of being like that you know um just like you know your thoughts about you know whatever when you're having a negative spiral like that's not permanent either um, and nothing I, I is. What, and nothing is permanent. Nothing is right, right. And right. that's like so, also something to remember is that like, and it's not. I'm not saying it's easy to remember that. I mean, it's fucking hard. But like this, the lows are not permanent. The highs are not. Your joy is not permanent. Right. Your sorrow is not permanent. No. Your confidence is not permanent. Um, and and that's also like pretty hard to accept that nothing's permanent. Yes, especially right. if you're someone who like likes to know what's going to happen next or like likes to be in control it's like you can do quote unquote everything right the right way and it can still go wrong something and probably will and like how do you move through that is like Mm -hmm. part of what we have to figure out in the human condition i think a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah this is really well put i you know, and obviously environment play, you know, there's so many things, you know, to each individual, you know, so you kind of have to assess for yourself, like what you need in order to create a, a mental situation where you're not, you don't get too sucked into the highs, you don't get too sucked into the lows, but you can kind of maintain a kind of a consistent uh, middle ground. 
Yeah, and figure out what you need to find balance. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's like absolutely. also I was I had therapy before this. Um, and, nice, uh, nice, nice. <laughs> so my head is filled with those thoughts. But I was like the conversation kind of turned to, well, how do I how am I supposed to operate in a world that is so unfair? And and mm. Mm. this is a tangent because I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's it has to do with like, yeah, but there's still moments of joy in there. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how we're supposed to operate in a world that's unfair. We I mean, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The world is the world is <laughs> the world is insanely unfair. I, um, like it's like I can't accept that. I just think that it should be fair and it's not. And so then now, what do I do with that? Because I can't. My brain right. can't like. I don't know. It can't grasp the fact that it should be one thing, but it's not that thing. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing with like change. Whoops. It's the same thing with like. Nothing is uh, permanent. Right. And like accepting that it's like this acceptance, which is what you said earlier. It's like this overall acceptance. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, the world is crazy unfair and there's crazy suffering on so many, you know, and, and stuff that's so, especially like uh, when there's like political or religious kind of things involved. And it's like, well, why are you, why are these kind of greater forces doing that mm -hmm. and um i i don't have the answer all, all i know is that uh like all i can control is is what i do with this this body mm -hmm. and who i interact with and like i will do my darndest to like be fair to to be the things that to be the opposite of the things that i think are suffering you know because it's sad to say but there's just nothing you can really do on an individual level right you kind of gotta just accept that for what it is like it really sucks and like you, you know but it's like you feel you know. be what be what you want to see in the world i guess yeah, it's that it's that gandhi quote which you know he's kind of been slightly canceled in hindsight but it is that oh, gandhi. really i didn't know that there's the there's the pedophilia thing oh fuck that. i didn't know that but listen, he freed India, you know, so it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, see, that, that quote is exactly it. Be, be the change you want to see in the world, you know, yeah. and it, it does start with, I think it starts on a, on a local level. Yeah. I guess you, could say. you know, because there's something that was, that was kind of interesting um, for me in the, in, in the summer, you know, with the, the Black Lives Matter movement that happened and you know, just being so kind of uh, engaged and yeah, when I, you know, everything's wrong, society's built on an uh, unequal scale and systemic and all this stuff, right? And then, and then I was driving um, down my hill to like a little stop sign and uh, saw a homeless black man and that like that i didn't do anything right so it's like there's a the thing where it's like well, we we now have to care to like appear to care versus like well, what are you gonna do for like literally somebody that you see in front of you 
right? Like, how do you treat that person? What do you think when you just see that person? Do you immediately go to like, oh, it's a potential threat, potential uh, scary unknown? Or do you see that person as like, you know, when you post online, like, oh, you know, they're all human. Like, we all love each other. We're all people in the same society. And it's like, that was really interesting for me because it was just kind of like, okay, I had to call myself out on my bullshit a little mm. bit. It's like, well, if you want to be about it, then actually treat people that are affected by the systemic hurt. Treat them with more respect, like on an individual level. Yeah. You know? It's it's just wild, man. It's just wild. Like, I, I uh, friend I was speaking to, we were talking about, um, she's like agnostic, almost atheist, mm-hmm. and it was the same conversation of like she was raised religious, and the internal conflict she had was like, there's so much suffering in the world, and it's unfair. So if God is all loving, then why would he create he or she create suffering? And, you know, I don't know. Do we need suffering to appreciate joy? That's kind of the, that's the crux of it. I, yeah. I don't have the answer, but it's just, it's just interesting. Uh, and no one does. And, and I don't think anybody does. Or if they think they do, I would beg to differ because there are these right. questions that like we might not ever I mean, there are these questions that we won't ever have the answer to, presumably. Um, But yeah, that, that, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Can we have that same level of love and appreciation without suffering? I don't know that we could, but I, but I'll, but we'll never know because we won't live in a world where there isn't loss and suffering. So we will never definitively know. But I do know when I experience loss, I know I experience change, growth, and, like, and, you know, uh, I don't know, like, more appreciation. Yeah. I know that that happens. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, and, I mean, to the... To the point of the the BLM movement, like, so much has happened on a systemic level. You know, there's obviously more work to be done, but that did, that suffering did lay the ground for potential change. Right. And it's not to say, like, that suffering is good. Like, good. We all know that suffering is awful and disgusting and terrible and unfair and all of those things. But, you know, it's, again, like, well, what do we do with that? Because it's part of the human condition yeah the natural part of life yeah absolutely so on a on a slightly more like tangible level have you experienced (laughs) any and i know we're like wrapping up in a second here but like oh that went by quick i know (laughs) i know (laughs) i get i get uh, i get bummed because i love doing these so much but like have you experienced something that has caused your confidence to take a hit and if so what did you do to sort of combat that i'm assuming it might go back to this like uh meditation self-acceptance world but like when it happens whether it's like i don't know a bad set or a relationship that doesn't work out short term how do you pick yourself up and keep moving um for me that's a great question for me 
what I, and I'm very lucky in that sense. Like I have friends and family that I can call and like talk to. That's usually really helpful. Um, recently, like the kind of just being more gentle to myself and a little more tender, like how would you treat somebody that was going through this kind of mental state? Like trying to do that for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, aside from that, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that it's all been great. Like I, I definitely have had, you know, times where you, you get, uh, you get, you get knocked down and then you, you know, you start drinking a lot for like right. two weeks or you start smoking a bunch, you know, like I, I've had those too, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. Um, but as of late, I think the more constructive things that I've been doing are like, you know, I, with this pandemic right i went through a breakup during pandemic Fuck. and i kind of saw it you know you see it unraveling and i was like okay i can see this coming i need to do more yoga like i need to do things that i will help my body help my mind um so yeah i yeah, mean isn't it cool uh, that you like cultivated that you previously before right. the breakup before quarantine so that you like had that skill to be able to tap into when you needed it so yeah so lucky like a divine so, timing so sometimes divine timing happens and i'm always like i'm still mm -hmm. mysteriously blown away by divine timing um yeah you know like uh when it rains it pours yeah that's like yeah yeah it's always crazy how that works yeah it is um Okay, I'm going to recap uh, the notes that I took for Neil's oh. tips for confidence, or just basically what we've kind of talked about this Great. past hour. Okay. And um, please, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I do not want to take anything out of context or, you know, it's my notes and I just want to make sure I'm in line with your thoughts. Okay. Sure, sure. Cultivate a sense of calmness, meditate, yoga, find a spirituality, Recognize your patterns. Be gentle mm. to yourself. Mm. Quote, would you ever say this to a friend when you're having negative thoughts? Yeah. Um, what works? Oh, I loved, I loved this. What works at the end of the day is you. You said that. Isn't that lovely? Wow. Okay. okay. Live, laugh, love. Uh, live, laugh, love. <laughs> Accepting yourself. Perspective change. Uh, oh, I wrote this down a second time. Consider a spiritual practice. Connect to fellow humans, revel in the flow, find a nurturing, supportive environment and community, sit with yourself, accept, uh, accept what you are and what is self-acceptance. Mm. Mm. Um, and then I, I quoted this kind of out of context, but well, maybe you don't breathe like that, which is like what we were talking about during right. the guided meditation. I just think it's like, a really good phrase of like well how you operate isn't how i operate isn't how the person down the street right. operates so it's like well maybe you don't breathe like that so like yeah, find yeah. your own way of doing it connect to your breath remember that nothing is permanent you are not your thoughts or your emotions figure out what you need to find balance 
be what you want to see in the world. Have a good support system. Be gentle on yourself. So we, I wrote down a couple uh, duplicates there, but I think oh. they're important. Is there anything That's else great. you want to add or change at all? Um, drink a lot of water. Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah. Look at this giant. Forget about that. Cheers. 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 <laughs> it is important, you guys. Mm. No, seriously. I mean, that's the one thing I always. That that's actually a really big anxiety one. Like, do you ever feel kind of crazy? It's like, are you drinking water today? Are you drink enough water? Yeah, it's so. We're kind of made out of. 90 percent water or whatever it is so wait do you like what here's a strange question do you like water mm. i have come to grown to like water i was a big like diet coke guy i find it youth. wild and people are like i don't um, like the taste of water i'm just like what do you mean it doesn't make any sense man. it right? makes no sense it doesn't taste like anything like i had somebody who like took water <laughs> pills because they didn't want to drink water i was like you're that is stop it oh yeah stop dead it. serious i was like water wait. pills yes water pills instead of drinking water and i'm sure they were like 50 dollars a what box is, or something insane right and it's i don't but know it's i guess just it's water wa inside i guess it's water in a capsule i don't i have no i have no idea what it was but i know they're like this is what i take because i don't drink water i should have that immediately written is, them off for I'd, that <laughs> that's crazy oh huh? yeah i don't like the taste of air what do you what do you mean what do you mean <laughs> natural yeah uh well thank you so much for giving me an hour of your time it has thank been you, Rebecca. this was wonderful uh, it's been such a treat uh just hearing you speak I'm, I'm like trying to think of the few there were so many nuggets of wisdom in here but like this connecting to your breath thing is like something i feel like we gloss over a lot in mm -hmm. i don't want to say in society because I don't know but maybe like at least i definitely do it's not something i actively think about like yeah. the depth or expansion of our breath and our lungs in which direction and the timing of it and like how that can influence your state of mind and yeah and yeah so i think that that, that was like a huge takeaway for me from this is just like how important your breath and connecting to it is so thank yeah. you yeah oh my gosh thank you so much this was this was so nice to, to be able to verbalize any of this um yeah and with with the you know i think we could the, our society being a capitalist one it's so focused on kind of what's the next bag you know how do i keep it but you, you can do all that and be peaceful at the same time yeah you can do all that yeah. and just be you know yeah yeah exactly exactly and you know, another thing too that's helpful is, is checking in when you are kind of focusing on your breath is checking in with your, your, your five senses, you know? Yeah. Um, I just did that last night. Like I was oh, having, I was having a moment. I'm not like a great sleeper and I was having, mm -hmm. you know, I have not severe OCD, but like, you know, a diagnosable, what low degree, I don't, I don't know how to frame it, but like, and so I get like cyclical, I get, stuck in thought spirals i'm sure a yeah. lot of people experience that um and i did a check-in with the five senses where you and it's very simple at least the way i do it's very simple i don't think it's maybe not the quote-unquote like authentic version of it but it's basically just like name one thing you see in the room one thing you hear one thing you smell yeah. one thing you touch one thing you taste and it sort of redirects my thoughts yes. a little bit so i don't know if that's exactly back. what yes. you meant but 
It's entirely it. Yeah. yeah so it just brings you, brings yourself back into your physical being and you can be a little more like present. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. present. That's so great. That's so great. You're doing that stuff. Yeah. I've, there's been, I've been through. Oh man. I've, been, <laughs> I've tried That's it all. That's for part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you again. It's been such a treat. It was my pleasure, Rebecca. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence, whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through. Leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well and I'll check it out. Thanks again.